Mike Woods is our Money Madness guru here on Mondays. And Mike, look at the crime rate across this country, man. Does that also lend, does does the the poor economy lend to that? And what are the effects of soft on crime uh, with these types of people who are committing them? Talk to us. Well, no, no question, CL, that that the softness on crime is is is, is hurting everybody. I was reading an article this morning. Uh, people are starting to pawn personal items so they can afford gasoline. I mean, it, it's it, this administration is so far. Uh, misunderstanding just basic econ 101 supply and demand that they just don't get it they hadn't got it from day one but but see i'll I'll go beyond that i i think they do get it i mean i think this is a plan that that they have have laid out all along i mean if if you look back at then candidate biden uh in 2019 in the presidential debate his comment i guarantee you we're going to end fossil fuels and the moderator of the debate asked him, are you going to close down the oil industry? He said, I will transition from the oil industry, yes. So th- th- this is an organized effort to dismantle not only oil and gas, but all the fossil fuels. We- we've eliminated coal. We've eliminated oil. We've eliminated gas. And the problem, CL, that we're running into, we don't have a replacement. I mean, look at what he did at day one, canceling the XL pipeline, canceling uh, federal leases, both onshore and offshore. And then he, he talks about this incredible transition away from fossil fuels. I mean, uh, people can't afford gasoline. Mike, I mean, let that's me that's ask where you we this. are. Mike, let me ask you this. There was a hiccup in that design that you're talking about. Was that hiccup the, 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 the failure of Hillary Clinton to gain the White House? Uh, was Donald Trump a reprieve to that plan? Would this plan that Joe Biden is, is launching on the American people or whoever is launching it on the American people, was that something that we could have expected much earlier? If Hillary Clinton had been elected, talk to us. No question, because, you know, the the first thing Trump did was eliminate a lot of the rules and regulations that the Obama administration had implemented. And and don't forget who was Obama's vice president. It was Joe Biden. So there's no question. Uh, Trump turned things around. And that's why all of a sudden we went from producing eight, nine million barrels a day up to 12 million barrels a day. and, And we're getting ready to become energy independent. And from day one, uh, this current administration ha- has gone after it. But but it's it's not just him. I mean, look at look at all of his people. L- look at look at what our our Secretary of Energy, whose background is a UC Berkeley law professor and an Attorney General in Michigan, and and, um, uh, and then Governor of Michigan. What does she know about energy policy? And, and yet she's the one in, in charge. Uh, look at look at Buttigieg, our Transportation Secretary, who was mayor of a town of a hundred thousand. Whose basic comment is, well, there's no lever for gasoline prices in, in the Oval Office. I mean, we, we've got a bunch of clowns running the show up there who have no background at all in business. Uh, and, and then you you talk about our current president who says Exxon has more money than God. Well, oh my God. Guess who made guess who made more money than Exxon? How about Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, J.P. Morgan Chase? He's not villainizing any of those folks, and they made more money that Exxon did. And oh, by the way, Exxon lost $22.4 billion back in 2020, but they're the bad guys. What's the fallacy in uh, believing that the oil companies control the prices at the pump, Mike? You, I know you have the knowledge to speak to that. 
Well, it's, it's real simple. First of all, people don't realize the major oil and gas companies own less than 1% of the gas stations. The Exxon station down the street from my house in Shreveport that has an Exxon sign on it is owned by a guy named Steve. He's my neighbor. He owns P&S Pantry. The, the majors don't own, they don't set the price for gasoline. The people that are that are running the mom-and-pop grocery stores are the ones setting the price. So th- that whole uh, argument is false from day one. But, it, but it's easy to vilify these guys because, you know, they, they, yes, they are making money now. But why are they making money? Because crude oil and natural gas prices are at high. They're not making money from gasoline. And guess what? We're closing refineries right and left. I mean, this administration has come down hard on EPA rules and regulations. And so we have we have closed five refineries in the last two years. You've seen the Exxon, I mean, the Chevron CEO say there'll never be another refinery built. The last refinery built in the United States, 1977. Wow. And we're closing them. We're closing them right and left because who, when you have an administration that is so anti-gasoline that's saying everybody's got to drive an electric vehicle, who would put that kind of money into a refinery? Nobody. Nobody would. You mentioned Pete Buttigieg, uh, transportation secretary. Now, supply uh, the supply chain, uh, Mike. How serious has our supply chain been crippled under this administration? Well, look at look at what diesel is. I mean, you know, we have gasoline over five dollars, diesel over five sixty. Uh, how do you get the gasoline and diesel to these stations? They go by truck. You know, we we don't want pipelines. Pipeline, ooh, pipelines are bad. Uh, and so you've got. If you look up Buttigieg, even Wikipedia says. Although he has no background in transportation, he is the Secretary of Transportation. And you and I have talked about this. Even FDR, back during World War II, 92% of his cabinet were business people. I don't know that anybody in this cabinet, I mean, look at Janet Yellen. What I mean, if you look up Janet Yellen's uh, name in, in, uh, on Google, what does it tell you? Well, her husband's a Nobel Prize winning economist. But, you know, she was the one that for years kept saying, oh, it's transitory. Inflation is transitory. Well, now it's not transitory. Uh, it, the, the whole uh, the whole administration is full of incompetent folks. The whole administration is full of incompetent folks. And folks, just look around you and you will realize that that is an accurate statement. Even the VP of the United States is absolutely her 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 ratings her poll ratings are lower than the president's if he goes and mike that's a question there it looks like the democrats it's scary yeah the democrats look like they're they're trying to uh uh, circle the wagons to get rid of biden in some way is he are we soon going to hear him say that he has to go spend more time helping hunter or something like that or and jill or what what are we going to hear what's what it looks like the the, rumblings are there the, the, no question the rumblings are there. And the scary thing is that, that Kamala Harris, who, who had, what, got 1% and her run for president, is next in line. And behind her is Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House. So it's it's pretty scary. I mean, it, and it, you know, again, harping on the administration, John Kerry, our energy jar, uh, czar. I, I saw him referred to the other day as Ketchup Kerry because he married one of the, the Heinz heirs. <laughs> He's flying around in his Gulf Stream saying we've got to push back hard on efforts to build new fossil fuel infrastructures. I mean, CL, they are 
they are, are kowtowing to the white liberals of their party and ignoring the African-American and Hispanic vote, and it's costing them. We saw it in Texas. We're, we're seeing it in other places. And I think come November, it is going, it's going to just manifest itself big time. I absolutely believe that, Mike, uh, at this juncture, uh, not uh, discounting the fact that uh, we Republicans have been known to snatch defeat out of the <laughs> jaws of victory. But, but just the same, we would have to all lose our minds to lose this midterm election, in, in my estimation. Mike, are the gas prices going to continue to rise? I, I think they are, CL. I mean, uh, China is, is jumping up and, and, and buying a lot of Russian production, uh, but a lot of the folks are no longer um, uh, hauling uh, Russia's uh, oil and gas. Uh, and so you're going to you're going to see constricted supplies. Uh, the, the OPEC does not have the capacity to make up. You know, Russia produces 10 million barrels a day. It's down to about 8 million right now. But OPEC, they couldn't even make up their 400,000 barrels that they had promised. Of course, our president's getting ready to go over there and, and beg them to, to please, please produce some more oil. And, and they they may not. Well, they don't answer his phone calls. They may not be there when he lands. But uh, wow. it's. It, yeah, gasoline. Unless we go into a recession, and, and that's the—that's what is so sad. CL, this administration is willing to put those that can at least afford it in the poorhouse, so they can—they can, they can uh, you know, reach their their no fossil fuel goals. You know, Mike, uh, when you you mentioned the fact that, we, and it's it's a, it's a, quite a possibility, and that's the shame of it all. That if our pre- when our president lands in Saudi Arabia. What? How will this look? How will he look? Is he really the worst president since Jimmy Carter, or is he worse than Jimmy Carter at this point? I, I think he makes Jimmy Carter look like a rocket scientist. I mean, it, it's it, we we have gone from being respected worldwide to having a booming economy to have gasoline below two dollars, and within a year and a half, I mean, it's it, it's been an you, you couldn't have. You couldn't have designed a worse train wreck than this joker we have in the White House. And the sad thing is he hadn't done anything that he didn't tell us he was going to do. That's what amazes me, the people that voted for him. They they knew where we were headed, and yet they, they said, oh, but he's not mean. He's not mean. So, you know, here <laughs> yeah, we go. You know, I heard that argument just the other night. Yeah, well, Trump just said, said mean things. I, I was just thinking to myself, how ludicrous is that? Mike, you know, throughout the years, uh, I've had various bosses that I've worked for, and some of them were totally off their rockers, crazy as far as their personalities were concerned. Hard to get along with. But they made us money. And that that was the only that's the only thing in a capitalist free market system that I'm concerned about. The bottom line, it does the leader lead you to where you're, you're prosperous. And that's what that's that's what Donald Trump did for this country. I, I, yeah, sure. Maybe we had some problems with his with his character and all of that. But there's no question that we were prosperous under that administration. Mike, you got the last word. Uh, uh, everything remains like it is. Food prices remain like they are because of the lack of diesel. And uh, is that what's happening? That's exactly what happens. And if you want your country to be run like a business, elect a businessman. If you want it to be run by a politician, this is what you get.
Absolutely right. Mike Woods, thank you so much for being on with us. Money Madness Monday with Mike Woods. Tune us in. Every Monday, we'll have him up here giving us an up-to-date State of the Union on what's happening with our economy. Thank you so much for being on with me, good friend. Thank you, my friend. Bye.